What's up, stalemates? Welcome back to another episode of this show. My name is Zach. We got Corby and Jake. No Tyler this week. We are also presented by Barbarian Apparel. Check them out. Scroll down. Click the link. I got the hat. Corby's got the shirt. Go check it out. You can join us in wearing Barbarian Apparel. You can also have Barbarian Apparel help you and your team this season. So go check them out if you guys need team apparel needs, custom team apparel needs. They can take care of you. All right, last night, the All-Star Classic happened. I thought it was fun. Let's talk about the wrestling. I know people were talking about the fans and the no fans, and it might have been a little bit of boring here and there, but we're going to talk about the wrestling today. We're going to talk about the college wrestling season and how it has probably changed a little bit after last night's results. We're going to actually start with the main event, and then we're going to work our way down because I feel like those are probably the more entertaining matchups of the night. just kind of happened that way, even though every match was... You know, high caliber guys, rank number one, rank number two, three, four, you name it. What did you guys think of that main event? It was a close match, but not really, in my opinion. I don't feel like Carter Storacci was really ever in danger. He kind of just, it was kind of a win-win for Carter, right? Because he didn't really have to show Mikai Lewis a whole lot of his arsenal. He was able to just kind of win on a on a writing time point, I believe, or maybe it was two zero or one zero. I, I don't two zero. So it it was it was close score wise, but not really that competitive. Um, what do you guys think, Corby? I'll let you go first. I thought Carter was impressive. Um, you know, I think he you know did make a point. You know, to you know show Mikai, hey, I can ride you, and I will ride you. Uh, out and uh, you know there were a few times there where you know he could have probably just let let Makai go, but he was trying to prove a point there and and I liked how he was um you know attacking the hand. I know you know guys you know will do that occasionally, but he was attacking the hand and kind of pulling the hand back and controlling you know from the elbow down. Um, you know really really fighting you know hand fighting there. Um, you know pretty good on top to to stay in control and. And uh, it was impressive. You know, that was it looks like something that he spent time on in the offseason. Um, so, you know, Penn State guys have been good on top in the past. And it's, you know, hasn't been a huge emphasis of Carter's. But it looks like in the offseason, it's something that he, you know, you know, to, to ride a guy like Makai out, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, I mean, I felt the same way. I think Penn State just rides hard. They re- they really ride the ankle really well. Uh, they're all really good at hooking that, you know, with both feet, uh, which is something extremely impressive. I mean, they're able to ride like that's what uh, you know RBY has done to fix in the past to ride him out. You know, they they pinch that ankle with their feet, and it, it's it's extremely impressive. You know, I I think that that's kind of probably going to be how this match plays out in the future as well um you know both guys super stingy defensively and i know starachi had the one committed attack of the night but you know lewis was able to defend him off with the hips and i think you know in the future we're probably going to see a ride out situation that that wins and i mean last year that's what happened right starachi won on riding time point or riding time point as well in overtime so i think that's kind of just going to be the trend in this this matchup the co-main event of the evening was Austin Gomez and Sammy Sasso. I picked Austin Gomez before the show started. And then at one point in the match, I thought, you know what? I lost. I didn't think I got this right. Uh, they kind of got in that upper body position that Austin Gomez likes to get to. And Sammy Sasso looked like he had kind of been training there. And he was ready for that attack. And he kind of 
did, I think, what you got to do in those situations, which is be the aggressor. You don't want to be on the defensive. You want to be the hammer, not the nail. And Sammy Sasso was able to to put him you know, down on his back. And I thought at that point it was going to be tough for Austin to come back. But something happened in that third period where – I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Austin Gomez smelled blood or, or whatever. I didn't think that Sammy Sasso was that exhausted at that point in the match, but we also saw him fade against Caleb Henson earlier this year. I don't know if it's a weight cut thing. At this point, I'm thinking a little bit of injury, but primarily what I'm thinking is Austin Gomez is pretty dang good. And I think if you look at this match from last night and you look at what the rankings say, I think they could have not got it more wrong with keeping Yanni at number one. Now, with that said, I'm picking Yanni to win the whole thing, but I'm talking rankings here and not predictions and this and that, right? For just rankings, I don't know how Austin Gomez cannot be ranked below Yanni after one dominating him that match really wasn't that close in my opinion if you look at that match I don't think that Gomez was really ever in a lot of danger he was kind of he got the lead early on and never really let go this match he kind of kind of you know the other way right where he's he's down and then he comes back and fights all the way there it's not a fluke what he's doing is working I'm not sure what changed in Austin's mentality but I have a hard time putting him ranked below Yanni after beating Yanni and now beating Sammy Sasso. Um, Jake, what's your opinions on this whole 149 fiasco and last night's match? Yeah, I, I think 149 is going to be kind of just a weight of like matchups matter. I think, you know, we saw Panero Johnson beat Gomez earlier in the year, and I think that's more of a matchup thing than anything. I think, you know, Panero is extremely good reattacker, and, um, you know, he's able to capitalize on some, some different shots by Gomez. And Gomez shoots shallow and comes to the body a lot. So I, I think if if you have a guy who's really good at reattacking, boom, maybe maybe you get a score there. But you know, I was extremely impressed with Gomez. I don't know what happened with Sasso. I was with you. I didn't think he um, was that tired, or at least he didn't look like it. But you know, Gomez flipped the switch. He kind of went savage mode there, and three takedowns in thirty seconds. I I would venture to guess that Sasso has never ever ever in his life been taken down three times in in thirty seconds before. So um, you know, Sasso. He looked good early and then he faded late. Maybe that's just the trend we're going to see this year. Maybe, maybe weight cut, maybe injury. You know, I haven't really heard, but Gomez, you know, attacked early, attacked often. Um, I mean, I think that's something we're going to see from him. And, you know, he's obviously made big improvements from last year and then including this year. It was, it was extremely impressive to watch. I was, I mean, I've always been a Gomez fan, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a bigger Gomez fan now than after that match. Man, I tell you that I Sasso hit a wall. I mean, I don't know if it was weight cut. I don't know what happened, but he hit a wall there. Um, and you could see his legs kind of go. And it was like, you know, Gomez was drilling. I mean, he literally got up, you know, snapped the head shot. It was literally like drill. And And then all of a sudden after those three, then it seemed like, there was a little break there and then Sasso was able to, you know, catch his breath there to kind of, you know, the last 50 seconds to a minute to kind of stay there for a little while. But um, yeah, I think he hit a wall. I think it's weight cut. Um, You know, I mean, go look at Sasso at 70 kilograms, 154 pounds in freestyle. He's not small. So, um, you know, I think as a year goes on, I think he'll maybe figure it out. The body, it takes a body time for, to adjust. We don't know where he was coming into the season, right? You know, if he was living, if he was living at 160, then I'm feeling pretty good, you know, but 
by the looks of things, he probably wasn't living at 160. He was probably a little heavy. That takes the body time to adjust, you know, down at the weight. I think maybe, you know, another month from now, you'll see a different Sammy Sasso than we're seeing now. I think weight's probably an issue. And, and uh, with that, we saw the legs go um, and nothing again. I mean, listen, Austin Gomez train killer. I mean, there's not too many guys out there that smell blood in the water like him. And, um, you know, being an Illinois guy and, you know, watching him, you know, grow up as a little guy and Hector train him. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people in Illinois are not surprised by this. Um, it's just the mindset, the mentality. You know, you hear this, the saying built different. And, uh, you know, Austin Gomez between the years, when, when the lights are on, when the, when the show is the biggest and brightest, he's able to perform. And he does it at a very high level when, you know, other people, you know, may – you know, pucker up a little bit and, and, you know, trying to catch their breath. He's, he's ready. And, and uh, so, yeah, good for Austin Gomez and the ranking thing. I think uh, you couldn't put him number one with the loss to Panero and the win over Yanni with Yanni being a three-time champion. We can't close our eyes and forget that happened. So I think it was, you know, you go to career there a little bit now with the win over Sasso Gomez goes to number one. That's just the way it should be. Um, you know, and I think that will happen. Um, I think the rankers, as far as flow goes and Earl goes, I think they looked at it as, um, you know, with the loss to Panero, we have to look at the career here and Yanni's won three. And for now he gets a mulligan, but now, you know, Gomez turns around, does what he does to Sasso. I think you, you should probably, you know, for now put Gomez at one. All right, moving right along. Keegan O'Toole versus Dean Hamidi. 7-1 victory for Keegan O'Toole. Listen, I, I remember when we did this prediction show and I predicted Keegan O'Toole to win 165, which isn't a hot take, but I also said that he was going to win the Hodge. I know this match didn't matter, but it's got to be in these kind of people's heads, right? If you look at what Keegan O'Toole is doing right now, Yanni loses, so I imagine Yanni's probably not going to win the Hodge. Crazy things have happened. Don't get me wrong. There's probably still – there's probably some odds out there that Yanni's – up there for the Hodge rankings or, you know, the Hodge watch, whatever you want to call it. But man, Keegan O'Toole is almost on another planet right now. I feel like if you look at the Dean Hamidi car match, I know stylistically, maybe things were a little bit difficult for car, but this match last night was not nearly as close as the car Hamidi match. And I feel like O'Toole is kind of separating himself from this really deep 165, at least at this point in the season. Um, what are your guys thoughts on last night? Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, there's really not a whole lot to talk about. I think at this, with this match, I think you're right on with, with O'Toole being on the Hodge watch. Um, I just think Keegan O'Toole can score from every position. It doesn't matter. Bottom, top, uh, in on legs, guys in on his legs. I mean, he's, he's dangerous and able to score from all those positions. Now, do I think he's four or five points better than David Carr. No. Um, I think that's still a tight match just with David's style, but you know, watching David, I, I, I worry that, you know, he, he's going to have a hard time scoring on Keegan. And I think Keegan's going to, you know, like I said, he can score from every position. So it's, it's going to be an interesting match, but yeah, I, th I think the only thing you can really say or take away from this match was just that, you know, Keegan O'Toole is really, really good and he's going to be really hard to beat this year. I would agree. I mean, you look at, you know, you thought maybe, hey, you know, is Dean going to be able to bump into him, you know, get a far ankle, knock him off is, you know, 
knock him off his base there and be able to get a takedown in the match. And, and he wasn't, you know, it looked like there was a one situation there where Dean did get in deep and he elevated, looked like he was maybe going to score. And then, you know, O'Toole gets the ankle there. They get in a scramble. O'Toole comes out with the leg and finishes. Um, so um, I'm with you. It looks like, you know, O'Toole's comfortable from any position. He turns your offense into his offense. He turns his offense into your offense. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm with you, Zach. I mean, this is one of the toughest weights in the country. If he goes undefeated and goes through these guys, I mean, I think he's – I think he should win the Hodge trophy. In my opinion, um, the weight's really tough and, uh, he's separating himself from these guys in a really tough weight class. And, you know, he's fun to watch. And so, yeah, I think, uh, car too. I think, I don't know that we see a lot of points in that match. I think you see, you see a really calculated car, um, you know, uh, only take shots that he feels that are, you know, 90 to 95% chance that he can finish otherwise he doesn't shoot you don't want to get stuck under o'toole you definitely don't want to shoot head inside um so yeah it's going to be interesting um match when it does happen and uh right now you i mean right now you got to go o'toole right i mean he's he's a guy at the weight been at the weight david's coming up to the weight um so yeah i mean right now i lean o'toole but um i think it's an exciting match um i don't think you see a lot of points scored um, but yeah, hey, let's jump to Car Monday there. What what do you think, Zach, uh, of Car and and uh, the ride there in the match? What do you think? I don't think there's a whole lot to take away from that match just because the size difference. I would have liked to know what each guy weighed in at. I don't know if that was public or not, Corby. You probably would know that, but um, I don't know. I felt like Car's length kind of gave money. He would seem like the bigger wrestler, which is interesting because I remember we talked about on the show that you guys were kind of concerned about Car's size. But if you look at him compared to another guy, that's you know, was 157. I know Monday originally maybe was going to go to 165, but I thought Carr looked much bigger last night and probably because of the opponent that he wrestled. But it was another match where kind of like the Starachi Lewis match where I never really felt like Carr was really in that much danger. I know that the, you know, it was close and it came down to a ride out, but I was happy to see him get the win. Gritty win. Monday's really good. NCAA finalist. So I thought it was good, but I don't really take much away from it. I know we probably don't have a whole lot to say about it. Um, what do you guys think? Um, you know, I just think similar, very similar styles makes for a pretty boring match. Um, you know, both guys super low, both guys great reattackers. So, you know, not a whole lot of committed shots where they can get scored on. It was a lot of you know, knee pound doubles where, you know, you're not going to get reattacked. So I, th- I, like you, I was just like, oh, you know, car's probably going to get a ride here and, you know, try to win there. And um, I think, you know, it meant a lot to him to get that win and, and he was just going to do what it, whatever it took to win. So, you know, I don't take a whole lot away from car. I don't take a whole lot away from Monday. So I just think it was a highly contested match of two guys with very similar styles and, and, I thought Carr was just a little bit better. So, yeah, it's about. I, I didn't see anything much different either. Um, you know, Carr getting the ride out, um, or the you know the riding time point there. Um, I guess I I don't know. I didn't know if I really expected that, but you know, hey, good good match for him. And uh, what about one forty one? Man, Alirez showed me that you know coming in, I had Alirez. I know he's superior on his feet. Um, he can win this weight. Um, I got Woods. I think Woods wins the weight, but, you know, Alirez, I mean, 
he can win this weight. Um, he's a guy that is um, better at freestyle than folk style, but I think he started to embrace the folk style, realize that, hey, listen, this is where I'm at for the next few years, and I might as well embrace this style and make the best of it. And uh, so, yeah, he looked good there. And uh, Matthews is going to have to um, – you know, find some some more offense on his feet against them against some high level guys. But hey, last year at the tournament, Cole Matthews, I mean, he turned it up. So, um, you know, come March, we'll see what happens. But um, right now, upside Alirez. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, same as you. I think I'm pretty sure both of us picked Alirez to get second to Woods uh, in our preview. So, you know, I wasn't I wasn't shocked. I picked Alirez. I think he's just got more offense. Matthews good in scrambles, but you know, it doesn't have a ton of leg attack. So, you know, Alirez was somewhat calculated and, and, you know, got to like low ankle stuff where he's, he's comfortable, you know, didn't, didn't try to come up a body where he's coming above the knee. So it was impressive to watch. I think he's a guy who could win the weight, but um, you know, I guess kind of wait and see on, on him and Alirez. I would have, you know, honestly, the, the match I really want to see now is Alirez Woods. So hopefully, hopefully we get to see that at some point. Yeah, I think I think for Northern Colorado, this is a huge step for those for these guys, right? I don't know if they've had an All American since Justin Gaethje, something like that. Um, Alirez has kind of been the man though for a long time for that program. And if you kind of look at last night, I think we were kind of all had question marks about Cole Matthews being number one. I know that like I, I'm not he should he should have been ranked number one, but I think we were trying to figure out just how good or not he is and he is really good but i just think that aliris has way too much offense for him and i think it was probably a bad matchup for him um but yeah i kind of think higher of aliris than i did earlier in the season i'm still still riding with my boy but uh i thought that was probably one of my favorite matches last night just because we answered or confirmed a lot of things that we were wondering about I feel like, especially at this 141 weight where we could probably, we could ask 10 people and there might be four different champs that people might pick. So, um, I thought it was, I thought it was a great match. Aaron Brooks, Parker Kekaisen, probably another one. We're not going to have a lot to say. However, 12 to eight, that's kind of, uh, crazy that the match ended up being that score. I feel like that takedown at the end was huge for Parker's confidence going into later in the season. I don't know. Has he ever taken down Aaron Brooks in the seven times that they've wrestled? Aaron Brooks has won every single match. Has he ever got a takedown? I, I, I don't would think- say no, but I, I don't know for sure. My gut says no. Yeah, so I think that that would be a huge boost in the confidence if you're you and I, right? You go back to the room this week and say, hey, you you can do it. I know he's been in in on some deep shots last year at the uh at the um the Rockfin event where they wrestled in, in the the collegiate duels. But that's got I know it, it wasn't really that close of a match, but that's gotta be best case scenario if you're Parker Kick guys and to get that takedown at the end. Did you guys think the same? Oh for yeah. sure. I think uh that was huge for him to get that takedown at the end. Although I mean I think I well I know I said this last year and you know I don't know if a lot of people probably didn't believe it and maybe they still don't. But um, I said I thought Aaron Brooks might be the best wrestler in college last year, and and uh, man, I I I think he is. Um, I think he's the best guy in college. I think when just top to bottom, um, you know, obviously, you know, we're not we don't see Spencer a lot, right? So it's kind of hard to, you know, um, you know, throw him in there. But um, I think Brooks, I think Brooks might be the best the best guy in college right now, and. 
he's high level. He always adds to his game. He's hard to score on, um, which <laughs> says how good Trent is too, right? I mean, Trent is Trent's a top five guy in this game right now as well. So um, that right there, um, one eighty four, uh, Aaron Trent. Um, that that right there this year, man. That's that's one of the matches that I I just can't wait for. Um, I just I just think technically they're both so good and and it's going to be a, you know, really, really thin margin like we've seen in the past and who can make the adjustment. And and, uh, you know, these two guys are guys that are, I mean, going to go down and I mean, in my eyes is, you know, some of the best 184s to ever do it. So uh, I'm very interested for that one when it comes down at the end of the year. Parker getting that takedown. Good for Parker. Um, Worker, worker, worker. Right. Nobody. I mean, lot hard outwork Parker Keckheisen, right? I mean, guy's the last one in the room probably every single day. Um, so work, 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 right? He wasn't born with a lot of these given talents. He's kind of made himself what he is and uh, love Parker Keckheisen. Can't say, you know, can't say, you know, <clears throat> anything bad about that kid. He's He's amazing. He's, you know, one of my favorites. 184, man. I mean, I'm just sitting here now talking about 184 and, Woo, 184 is a, a loaded weight class, um, and I'm excited for it the rest of the year. You, you know, one thing I think that I took away from last night at watching Brooks was, and I had a friend, a uh, good friend, text me this, and all he said was, you know, he first thing was, hey, what did that match just remind you of? And then, you know, I'm thinking there, and then he sends back Kale, and I think, uh, you know, Brooks, his movement, his – collar tie to low ankle his collar tie to inside ankle picks like if you you know you want to talk about kale sanderson he looked an awful lot like watching kale wrestle college wrestling so you know that's you know obviously a, a amazing compliment but i think that just kind of goes to show you how good aaron brooks is and you know you know he's probably like you said he probably is the best best college wrestler right now i think just top to bottom um you know especially at a weight like 184 where you're um dealing with trent highly who's like world level good um you know parker kekaisen is is unbelievable um you know and it's just a lot deeper than maybe say a 25 at least to me so i think if aaron brooks continues to like show some dominance like he has like i, I would say you got to throw him in into this hodge race as well Oh, absolutely. And I think the crazy thing, not to keep talking about the rankings here, and we'll talk a little bit about pound for pound. You know, pound for pound, I know, is it's probably more like it's probably more like personal preference than it is factual, right? Because you can't compare opponents and whatnot. But they do have Aaron Brooks ranked behind Yanni and pound for pound. I mean, that's that's a little crazy, right? That'll change now, though, I would imagine. I hope so. All right. Greg Kirkfleet was able to slay the dragon that is Tony Cassiope, beats him 8-5. to five. Um, Admittedly, I don't know what I was doing during this match because I can't really remember too much about it. I know that Kirkfleet looked, uh, he looked pretty good, and he's kind of another guy for Penn State that I don't know if a lot of people picked him if you're not from Penn State to win. I mean, there's people that picked him, but I think Penn State has another guy that could be on top of the podium at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm... I'm 100% with you. I mean, I think the thing that stood out to me the most was how big Kirk Fleet looked. I thought he looked um, just giant compared to Cassiope. And, and you know, Cassiope is not a small guy. Um, you know, to me, the match was a lot of 
um you know Kirkley had able to get the legs able to finish uh he honestly almost pulled uh, the same stunt he did last year and let Cassiope take it to overtime um which you know I think in the past Kirkley it's kind of just made a little bit of uh, mental errors at the end of matches so to me I wasn't shocked I picked Kirkley to win um but you know it, it probably was a big confidence booster for Kirkley because he's never beaten Cassiope in college so I would expect him to only go up from here and i think the match to see now is him and mason paris yeah i mean i would agree i think uh you know greg he did look good last night um i don't know you know these guys at heavyweight you take those two and you take mason and you take colton and throw them in a hat and i think you know depending on any given day and and matchups and this and that you know um it's going to come down to you know who's going to beat who, right? But I think um, you could see this result maybe change. Um, I don't know. Uh, but I think from what I saw to Colton Schultz at the at the Missouri duel, um, the fact that he's hitting shots now and not just a, you know, I mean, we know he just wasn't a Greco guy, but that's what everybody said, right? He's just a Greco guy. But we know now he's not, um, and he's hitting his legs. He's going behind, getting go-behinds. I mean, Colton Schultz is going to be a tough out, man. He's so good. And um, he's got a couple years left after this year, too. Colton Schultz still got two more years after this year, I believe. So, wow. Um, so, yeah, that's what I take away from uh, 285. And, uh, man, then that takes us to 197 and – and uh, what, what I come away, within 10 seconds of the match, I came away with Jacob Warner wasn't focused. And the reason I came away with that was Elam hits him with a club sweep within 10 seconds. His go-to shot, everybody knows it's his go-to shot. They knew it. Everybody knew it was coming, and he still gets it really easy. Uh, Warner, to me, lack of focus. Um I don't think I think it took him a while to wake up in that match. And then he was, you know, oh, shit, I'm wrestling. Um, you know, just. Uh, Jacob Warner will do that sometimes. And uh, and that's what happened last night. Jacob Warner wasn't focused, in my opinion, and it cost him the match. Um, and Rocky Elam's look good this year. Nothing against Rocky Elam. I think he's high level. I think he's been what? Fifth in fifth and seventh maybe fifth and eighth something like that fifth and seventh fifth and six, I think fifth and seventh but anyway rocky elam's really good i like rocky elam i just to me my takeaway from that match was jake warner was kind of not focused a little bit of a sleep i mean in that right away with that club sweep i i what what was i i i just that blew me away what do you what did you think yeah i i mean i came away thinking the same thing you know i picked warner um i think you know this is a different match at the end of the year i think uh over time it's gonna get closer i think you know i was impressed with elam's ability to finish his single leg you know he got extended a few different times and warner has um you know well-known heavy hips so for him to be able to suck that leg in tells you a lot about elam um but i think 197 is similar to you know, when you're talking like 141, 149, where there's just a lot of really, really high level guys that are going to kind of cannibalize each other. And I think on any given day, you know, it, it wouldn't shock me if Elam repeated this. Uh, and it wouldn't shock me if Warner goes out and beats him by three or four points the next time they wrestle. So I was impressed with Elam, you know, not super impressed with Warner, but, you know, Warner's shown that 
he has some down matches every once in a while. And you know, I'm Zach knows I'm a huge Warner fan. So, uh, maybe not necessarily the way he wrestles all the time, but he, he's a winner. And I think, uh, come the end of the season, we're going to see, you know, a more competitive match because in my head, Elam kind of dominated that match outside of about 30 seconds there at the end. Um, but you know, I think Elam was impressive. Warner is going to get better. That's, that's what I take away from the match. Me with Missouri, the way I look at it is, um, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we've all, we've, we're all wrestling fans. We've been around, we watch it. They look really good sometimes in the season come March. They don't, they don't seem to peak. They peak before March and it's been a, I mean, what, what can you say? I mean, the, the proofs in the pudding, they do kind of peak before March. I know, you know, they've done better with it. I don't know why. I don't know if it's, it, it might've been in the past that they were in the Mac and they were wrestling opponents that weren't at their level. So it made them look better than they were. So then come, uh, you know, maybe they were ranked higher than they actually should have been. Maybe it's a little bit of that. I don't know, but Missouri seems to look better early in the year than they do late in the year. And, uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if this match doesn't turn around later in the year. Our guy Bummy's going to come for you for that, Corby. So shout out shout out to Bummy uh, in the chat, Mizzou guy. So Love sh- Bummy. Yep. All right. Uh, moving right along here. We're going to round out. We're going to land the plane here coming up on that 30-minute mark. So yep. Will Luan and Bryce Andonian kind of makes me sad because anytime Andonian wrestles a sad match, it's a sad, it's a sad day. And I actually texted the group chat or the discord. I can't remember which shout out to the discord, by the way. Um, I thought that maybe 157 is going to slow down Bryce Andonian, but Corby, you seem to think it was more Will Luan's wrestling style. Um, what do you think? Do you think Bryce Andonian can be the electric Bryce Andonian that we knew at 149 a year ago? Or do you think that maybe we see a different 157 pound version of him? No, no. I think Bryce Andonian's Bryce Andonian. Uh, the problem in that match is a guy named Will Luan. And Will Luan can slow down anybody. He can wrestle a 3 2, uh, 2 1 with anybody. He's done it, he's done it his whole life. He's got a really good Greco background, so he's obviously he's really comfortable up there, too. I picked Luan to win this match exactly the way it went. I just have seen it too many times. I take nothing away, no stock down for Bryce Andonian whatsoever. Bryce Andonian's still going to be a honey badger. He's still going to come out. He's still going to let it fly. It's just to get a guy like Will Luan, you can't do that. You can't. He doesn't give you the opportunities he, he doesn't put himself out of position ever to give you the opportunity to go out and do Bryce Andonian things. So, um, Will Luan's really, really good. And, and I think, um, you know, we've had guys in the past that have done similar things that weren't, you know, I mean, Kellen Russell heard it for years, right? Oh, he didn't score a lot of points. He wasn't very offensive. Well, how many NCAA titles did he win? He don't give a shit right now. Who, said that he was boring right um so i think will luan is is one of those guys that you know he's he's not gonna you know you're not gonna oh my god i gotta hurry up and run will luan's wrestling that's that's not what's gonna happen but i guarantee you you want to watch good fundamental wrestling a kid that's always in position you want to show your son or or daughter how to how to wrestle the right way and always maintain position go watch will luan yeah i'm i'm with you there i picked luan i thought it was gonna be a one takedown match. Um, you know, Andonian didn't put himself in a whole lot of positions. Score, I think, is something that I took away from the match. I think this is a different match in March. Um, 
but at the same time, like Luan just does this with everybody. So not, not shocked. Um, Andonian is Andonian, you know, he has some matches like this. I think he's also a gamer. So, you know, when, when the lights are lights are on in March, I think he's going to go out and, you know, maybe make a few more attempts and, and put himself in positions. But, you know, at this point in the season, I wasn't shocked to see Luan beat him. Lucas Bird versus Michael McGee, another match that I don't think I paid as much attention to as I probably should have. So, um, three to two match. I feel like a lot of Lucas Bird's matches are one point matches. I don't. Is that just my opinion, or what do you guys think? Yeah, I think um, he, he holds yeah. position well. So, Cor- I mean, Corby, Corby probably knows better than I do, but man, he's. I think Bird just stays in a low stance, hard to score on. Um, you know, I think that takes away some offense, but, um, you know, bird, bird got an early takedown and was able to hang on. Yeah, me too. I think McCall was able to, um, McCall was not able to use his speed due to the fact that, you know, talk about discipline, game plan and following it to a T and never coming out of your stance, hand on the mat the whole time by bird. You know, you're a coach, Jake. You know, that's not easy. You can game plan these kids. You can tell them what to do to a T. Them going out and actually doing it is something else. And Lucas Bird going out, sticking to the game plan to a T, implementing it, never, never differing from the game plan, 3-2 win. And, uh, you know, not the most exciting match, but, hey, he stayed in the pocket. He kept the hand down. He knew that the way McGee McGee was going to beat him was with speed, and he negated it. So, uh Good job there. And I don't know if we want to talk. Do you want to talk about 25, Zach, or would you rather skip that one? Zach, you out there? I'm, I'm frozen. I'm frozen. We got to end the show. No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I said that, like, the wildest prediction for me was that Kaisen Terra was going to win this match. I think this is just kind of who Kaisen Terrakina is. He's going to win some crazy matches, and he's going to lose matches. Um he kind of got bullied there by by McKee on the edge of the mat. It was kind of just like, hey, I'm going to take you and do what I want with you, and he, he got stuck. That's it. I mean, I don't really – I mean, the match didn't even – it lasted three minutes and 48 seconds. So um, good opportunity for Iowa State to put two guys in the all-star duel. Still got a winning record in the all-star duel. You know, we put online. I'm sure there was a lot of fakes and phonies out there that turned down this opportunity, but Kaisen took it. So um, shout-out to the Hawaiian Superman. That's what That was his walkout song. I don't know. What'd you guys take away from it? I was what I, I was the same as you, Corby. I mean, I don't know if you have anything different, but man, I think McKee's good. I think he's better than we give him credit for sometimes too. I know he takes some bad losses, but you know, he's a two time all American. Uh, he's not bad at wrestling. You know, he's an underhook guy, maybe style matchup hurt Kyson there, but you know, I think Kyson is what Kyson is. He's athletic he can keep you know you know certain styles he's able to compete better against um but i think mckee's better than we think sometimes and he's you know i know we everyone jokes about him being a a backside warrior all the time but you know he's he's also just really good at wrestling so i i wasn't shocked i was shocked it was a pin but maybe not surprised by the outcome at all yeah he is a backside warrior but if you go you watch him, right? He lets it go and lets it fly all the time. And I think when the regular season, I think he feels that if he comes off the mat and didn't like totally let everything fly, that he just didn't have, it wasn't, he didn't feel that it was a successful, 
you know, match for him, regardless if he won or lost. So I think that he likes to go out there and let it fly. And he really, he really doesn't care much. Then you lose, then you get on the backside. Then it comes down to, Hey, now I gotta be a little bit more disciplined in what I do out there. And I think that, you know, he's able to, he's able to do it. I don't think he wants to, I don't think he, I don't think he goes in the matches and that really matters to him. Some kids, you know, um, in matches, like let's say he goes out and loses four to two. I think he's, I think he is probably, I think he would rather go out and lose obviously 13 to 12 than he would, you know, four to two most times. Right. And he would probably take a 13 to 12 loss over a four to two win at times because he likes to put up points and he likes to go out and let it fly. And I think he's one of those kids that, you know, during the regular season, he doesn't really, doesn't really care. And he goes out and tries to hone his craft and let it go. And whatever happens, happens, right? I, I love that style of wrestling, man. It's so exciting for us fans, you know, rather than, uh, and I love Will Luan too, but I would rather watch a Pat McKee wrestle than a Will Luan as probably most people would. Although I think Will Luan's really good and he's going to be a multiple time All-American. It's just, it's preference, right? Absolutely. Well, Boys and girls, thanks for watching this show. Uh, shout out to Jake. Shout out to Corby. Hope you guys all have a good Thanksgiving. We're all thankful for the sport of wrestling. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.